0: to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. You know what he's worthy for? He's worthy for more than just us singing praises to him. He's worthy for us doing what he said. These are those that love me, they hear my word and they go out there and they do it. They practice it. They apply it. That's what he's worthy for. And guess what? He's worthy for you to be set free. See, a lot of times we can go to the extreme level of just worship praise. And all we're thinking about is, is, is focusing on Jesus and God in the sense of fix this, help me change this. And so it's almost like we're pleading with him and and not looking at what we should be looking at. And that is, I give God glory. I give Jesus praise because he's alive in me, because he's impacting me, because he's setting me free. I looked at 1 Peter 5, 7, that says, cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And I look at that and I say, that is one of the most amazing scriptures. That is a scripture where you look at and go, how could this be? But I'm going to tell you something. I've seen a new revelation. I've got a new picture of understanding of why he wants us to cast our care because he wants us free, not just from the care, but to be truly free in our lives. And if we're still dealing with little cares here and cares here, we can't get to the big stuff that's tearing us up. We can't tear down the strongholds. We can't break free from the prisons that we've created in our lives. And I believe that in that just casting and care, we make that major focus and it shouldn't be. It should be something that's automatic. Get that out of the way because I got bigger stuff to destroy in my life. And I believe, I honestly believe this word, this word is for today as it was thousands of years ago. But it is for today. It's for right now for us to be finally broken free from the prisons that a lot of us have created unknowingly, but we've created prisons. We've created these fortresses, these, these, these places where we are stuck. We can't get out and we want to get out. Then all we can do is, is cry, whine, act religious, pray about it instead of breaking free. And it's up to us. It's, I'm going to show you in the scripture, it's up to you. It's up to you to do it. Quit praying for Jesus to do it. He already did it on the cross. He already did it on the cross. So it's time for us to get free. Amen. Get the freedom that belongs to us. He who the son sets free is free indeed. Jesus wasn't saying, you know, one day you can be. If you pray long enough, if you fast long enough, if you read more, no, he says, I've set you free. Now live in the freedom that I have given you. I like at the end when he says, he says, go. <laughs> That's what he tells his disciples, go, go. They're standing there watching Jesus go up there and they're just going, what are you looking at? Go, go. I mean, all these years he's been showing us to make an impact in this world. He leaves and then, and, and then they're all just standing there like looking. Wow, one day we'll get to heaven. And that's the church. That's the church. We're looking for one day, one day. No, today's that day because God wants heaven on earth. That's what he wants. And so we've got to recognize our responsibility to be free. Turn your neighbor and say, it's time to be free. Come on, live stream. Tell your neighbor, it's time to be free. Not, not just talking it, not lip service. It's time to be free. We're going to get free this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Say mighty in God. Mighty in God for, there's a purpose, that empowerment. Mighty in God, that's where we get our word dunamis empowered, that creative explosive ability, mighty in God to do what? To pull down strongholds. Everybody say pull down. We're to pull down strongholds. Do you see anything in here or anywhere else in the epistles of the Testament where the word says pray to Jesus and he'll take him away? Ask God and he'll take him away. You won't find it anywhere in the Bible. But that's the majority of what Christians do. And here God gave us his word. You know what? I'm going to show Jesus worthy and cry out you're worthy. I'm going to believe his word. I'm going to believe this. I'm going to believe this word. I'm going to believe that this is his word to me because the truth, Jesus, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He is a living word. I cannot show him more glory than me obeying the word, me trusting this word, me walking in this word. That's how we're going to get our lives changed. That's how we're going to overcome. That's how we're going to break free. And everybody in here, y'all know we need some freedom in our lives. We need to break free. There are things that we've been struggling with for years. And we're trying to do everything we can to get free. We're, we're, we're listening. We're, we're going to courses. We're going to psychiatrists. We're going to psychologists. We're, we're l- watching programs. We're doing everything we can to try to find answers. And the answer's right here for you. To be free. To be completely free. Because His Word says so. He said this, for though we walk, peripateo, peripateo is, is an interesting word because it's it's a compound word, which literally means to walk in life, in general, living life, walking in life. But when you take these two words and break them down, it's literally showing you a worn path that's walked in. A worn path that's walked in. So when it says, for we do not walk in the flesh, it says In in essence, the Greek language is saying living life is a life full of paths that we take. Living life is a life full of paths that we take. Isn't that interesting? So when you look at it the way they understand their language, it's not just I exist in life or though I exist in life. He says, no, when you look at it correctly, Life is a life lived through a process of your walking pathways. Now watch this. He says, though we walk through these paths that we've worn. Y'all know this to be true. We live, we have lives that we just walk over. And we do the same thing over and over and over. Same thing over and over. And we got a path. We got this path and it's dug deep, right? Because it's worn out. That's what it's talking about. And, it's, and it says here. That we walk or we have this warm path in the flesh. That, That means human body. I mean, when you look at the Greek language, it literally means meat. You know, it's weird. It's like a Discovery Channel thing. But that's what it means. It's this flesh body. This flesh body is something that we are operating in. It's housing the spirit and the soul. So we have here, it says... That we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to. We don't war in manner of. We don't war in the ways that you would naturally war. You know, someone calls you stupid, you go, stupid. Right? That's warring. Warring what? According to what we normally do. You know, they did it to me, let me do it to them. They cut in front of me, let me cut in front of them. They yelled at me, let me yell at them. Are you guys hearing me? But it says we don't war. Everybody say war. I wish it didn't say that, but it says that. And what did it say? It's talking about life. Oh, great. I'm living a life, creating pathways in a war zone. Well, y'all hearing me, you know that you're in a war zone. Everybody in here. Now, some are in little skirmishes, but some of you have been in battles. Some of you have lost big battles. And right now you're in a position of being defeated and you have little hope. Some of you, you've gone into the same battle over and over and you keep losing. You can look at pictures of Israel and that in the Old Testament. I know that if you can hear correctly, I have no doubt, you can have a transformed, changed life. But let's sort on the table, y'all know that our thought life isn't really a positive one. And when we look at life correctly, when we pay attention to it, we start seeing things that really show us that there, you can't have hope because of how you think. We're expecting evil over good. And I'll prove my point in all this stuff. It says we don't war against flesh and blood. That's Ephesians 6.12. We don't war against flesh and blood. But against what? Principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness, high places. It goes into a spirit spiritual area. We think it's all just one-on-one, you know? This man-to-man, macho thing. No, it's spiritual, people. Spiritual. We're trying to try trying to find natural answers. Maybe if I learn kung fu. Right? Yeah. Maybe I can box better. Maybe I have work out and become stronger. And we look at the natural trying to think, how can I shore up security in my life? You can by believing this word, believing this word. I like when when Jesus was dealing with the disciples and and he's talking about faith and he's teaching faith and they're like going, gosh, Jesus, increase our faith. And Jesus said, ain't about increase. It's about using the tiny, tiny little mustard seed that's available to you. Can you imagine if he said, okay, but this is going to take a long time. (laughs) You know, that's how we would think. But what did he do? He said, no, no, you don't get it. If you have faith as the seed of a mustard seed, size of a mustard seed, you shall then say, with mustard size faith, mustard seed size faith, you shall say, oh my gosh, please hear what I just said. You're dealing with issues in your life. You're, you're under extreme pressure, and Jesus is coming to you and saying, if you can know that that tiny little faith Deep down under all that crud, under all those problems, under all those worries, under all that fear and all anxiety, if you can get that little light brought up, you can say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea and not doubt it shall happen. And my Lord Jesus ain't no liar. He's not blowing sunshine in our face. He's speaking to us and saying, I want you you free, sons and daughters. I don't want you living this life of slavery. I've set you free from slavery. I want you living a life of empowerment from my word. You're screaming, crying, praying, yelling, God, please. And he's saying, will you just get my word in you? Get this in you. If, If the Bible is related to Our belief system of how we deal with God, we'd have to rip the whole New Testament out of it. Because it isn't even, it doesn't even, it's not even a part of us. We must make it our life. The Word has become involved with us, a part of us, just like you go home and eat some Cheerios, it's part of you. It's gonna do something in you. Whatever you eat, your natural body is going to, you know, it's going to show what you eat, right? Well, that's the same as your spirit. you got to start cutting up this ribeye of the word of God. Amen? Get us strong and built up because of it. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not natural, but mighty in God for the pulling down, the pulling down of strongholds. Ak-huroma. huroma stronghold, literally means a fortress or a prison. Fortresses are to keep things out. Prisons are to keep things in. Some of you have prison walls where you don't get out and you, keep thing, you just keep it in here. Some of you have fortresses. You don't let nothing in. There's these, these issues we're dealing with that are operating in the place where your, your fortress... Or your prison. and God's saying, I don't want you in any of those. Let me be your fortress. Let me be let me be that one to protect you and guard you and do all those. That's what God's want. Quit hiding in yourself. First of all, you're deceived. The real you doesn't need to hide. The old you does. The real you doesn't come on now. The real you doesn't need to hide. The old you, of course it does. It's it's been in prison. It's been in a fortress for years and years and years. It's time to break free. I said it's time to break free. We're going to show Jesus how much we honor him. We're going to show Him how much we glorify his name. We're going to take his word and believe it. These are those that love me. These are those that proclaim their love for me. They hear my word and they apply it. Come on, somebody. Do I have anybody in here listening? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, remember on the scripture. Thank you for the two people. that are real happy about the word. The live streams like going crazy. They're, 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 you know, the neighborhoods that they live in are going, what's going on? A party over there. Come on, you guys. So... when you look at this and you start paying attention to what this is saying, we know how the enemy works. The enemy works here, only here. He's not revealing himself and going, Oh, I'm the devil. And ah, you do know, and, and scaring you to death. He works here. He works in the mind. diabolos, right? He's trying to penetrate constantly, constantly attacking weak areas. The enemy has a roaring wine, seeking whom he may devour. It's not, he he can't go and devour someone. He's seeking who's he allowed to. How is he allowed to? By God. No, it has nothing to do with God. It has to do with you. You, you are the one who allows him to or not to. And it's all based on how you're thinking. How are you speaking? Some of you need to get up in the morning and do what you always do, but start your morning off going, hello, devil. Ready to listen to me? No, don't do that, but I'm telling you, this is what's happening. We give more empowerment to him by every morning what we say comes out of our mouths. It's time to stop it. Put a stop to it. Amen. The enemy's going to talk. God don't love you anymore. You're not good. You're bad. You try and you never commit. All you do is keep failing and failing and failing. You'll never be good enough. How can you think he'll forgive you? You've already asked forgiveness 20 times. You keep failing. And he's going to keep talking and talking and talking. You know when you stop, when he stops? When you quit listening. Otherwise, he's just going to keep talking and talking and talking. Have you ever had a friend like that? you really like going, I, I, need, I need a break. I just got to, I need a break. I mean, you just keep going and going and going. <laughs> well, maybe no one in here. I, I want you to be safe right now and keep your head looking straight. <laughs> but the thing is, is, is the enemy going to, he's going to find those that are going to open up to him. Remember, Scripture says, resist the enemy. What does that mean? If he said, resist the devil and he will flee, well, we know what the word devil is. That's his M.O., right? That's Satan's action. Satan's action is to attack the mind. So it says, resist the attack of the mind. Resist the mind games. Marriage sucks. It'll never be good. You'll never be a good husband. You'll never be a good wife. Look at, your, look at how you're living. You'll never be a good father. Look at your children. You'll never, you'll never, you'll never, you'll never. Devil even goes to Jesus, if you're the son of God. How dare he? But he did. If you're the son of God, prove it. He talked to Jesus that way. Makes you want to punch him, right? Talk to my Lord that way. But if he talked to him that way, how do you think he's talking to y'all? Losers. I mean, that's what he's doing. I mean, I guarantee you, if, I, if we're being truthful, truthful, and honest with ourselves, I go, how many of you have really felt like a loser in the past few months? Man, we all be raising our hands. I'd raise two hands and a leg. Can't do another one. I'm not that spiritual yet. Even the apostle Paul Recognize this battle. Remember in um, Romans, Romans seven fifteen. I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I don't do it. I do what I hate. That's what I do. As it is, it's no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. This is the apostle Paul. He says, "I know that in nothing good lives in me. That is." in my sinful nature. For I have a desire to do good. I want to do it. I want to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. Listen to the warfare that he's dealing with right now. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do. I keep doing it. Listen, he sounds like us, doesn't he? I promise. I stop. I'll never do it again. A week later, God, I I said I wouldn't do it again. Do you understand? Let me. Let me see. Let me. This is how truth sets you free. I remember doing this. I don't do this anymore. It, it's very, very hard for me to do this because of how I know God is with me. I used to be really good at. I said I wouldn't, and here I am again. And God, please, I just ask forgiveness. And I don't do that anymore. And the reason I don't do it anymore is because this word became so alive and real to me in this area of what does God do with you when you say, God, forgive me? The Bible says he not only forgives, but he forgets. Well, forget means he has no ability to bring it back to light because it's no longer reality in him. So what we're doing is we're actually going to God, God forgive me. I know I say I wouldn't do it again, he's gonna do what? But see, we're too talkative. We want to complain. Good God, nobody listen to me. It was last week. Don't you understand? I promised you, I vowed you. I went for a three-day fast. I cheated a little bit, but still, I I just want you to know I would never do it again. Never, never, never. Don't you remember when I said that? He's going, what? Who? What? And see, you know why this surprised a lot of us or a lot of us were like going, because yeah. you don't know his word. He's not a liar. He says he forgets, he forgets. So why are you bringing up something he don't even remember? And if you do bring it up, he's gonna go, I don't remember that. All he's gonna deal with is what's going on today. Why does he, he want to deal with that? Because what's going on today is gonna affect you. Not what happened yesterday. Not what's gonna happen tomorrow. What's gonna happen today? And what is so big about that? Because he's so concerned about sin in your life. He's so concerned about you being a loser. He's so concerned about you screwing up. No, he's not. He's concerned that his child is getting robbed from their success in life. He's He's getting a position where he's going, Man, I need you to get that junk out of the way so you can be who you're called to be, who you're destined to be. Quit robbing yourself of what God has destined you to become, and that is great in His kingdom. Now, on earth that is, is in heaven. On earth that is, is in heaven. He doesn't need greatness in heaven; it's already there. He needs greatness on earth. It's time to be great, people. Come on, somebody. The Apostle Paul, who who. Every scripture, most every scripture we read in here uh, this morning and we hear, guess what? Is him talking. He, he just said, hey, we don't have a war against flesh and blood. We, don't have, we, we, we overcome, we tear down strongholds. This is the Apostle Paul going where one time he's going, I'm a wretched loser. I'm just no good. I try to do what Jesus wants and I don't fulfill it. The things I want to do, I don't do the things I don't want to do. I'm right in the middle of doing them. What a sicko. That's Paul. All I know is I can sit back and go, Paul, buddy, I know what you're talking about. Sometimes I want to do the right thing and I don't do it. And you're like going, oh, when is this going to stop? When I stop it, when I do, listen, let, let me tell you this day and age what you're you've been brought up in it's blame. blame other people it's their fault, their fault, their fault, marriage, their fault, their fault relationship, their fault, job, their fault, their fault that's this age which Romans specifically tells us, don't be conformed to it. And I promise you, this is what you constantly see here, tweeted, Instagrammed, you name it, TikTok, it doesn't matter. It's all about someone else caused it, someone else's problem. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. It's because of someone else. We got to stop. We need to take ownership own up, not to, I'm nasty, not to, I'm a loser, own up. This is what I want us to get. I want to own up to the greatness of God in me. Own up to it. You screwed up, good. Own up to his greatness. Quit living a life of, oh, I'm just this and I'm no good because the devil is running with it and it's not God. Only religious Christians tie that to God. People that are following Jesus are learning that that's not how God talks to us. Not at all. How could a God that says, cast all your cares to me, do you even understand what that means? You think those cares came from someone else? No. They're yours. Your problems. Your bad decisions. You shouldn't have done that, but you did it anyway. And what's it become? A big old care. And then God's going, cast it to me. And you're like going, yeah, but I did it. I'm the one who chose it. It's my fault. And God's going, what did I just say? Give it to me. You. He knows you. He Still loves you. <laughs> Is that beautiful? I mean, I honestly, when I share these things with you, I just, I want you to know, I want you to understand. I want you to recognize, I've been doing this for a while now. The love of God and understanding that love, and I know it says it's so deep and high and wide, I get that, but I, I have a deep grasp of God's love, and it's, it's rare, rare. For me to get caught up in woe was me or me getting caught up in something where I'm, or I think or questioning God and his relationship with me. I mean, I, I don't even know when it was able to happen before. It's been so long. Because I know his love. How do I know it so well? Because I studied the Greek? Because I went to Bible college? Because I've been doing this for a long time? No. I read some of these scriptures that he said to me. He said that while I was a loser, Jesus died for me. I didn't love him first, he loved me first. I finally got to a place where I believe it. I believe he's not a liar. I believe he's not led emotionally. I believe he speaks the truth and that truth is the ultimate truth. It's a one plus one equals two. It'll never change. I don't care what, you know, goofy people out there try to make, you know, science fantasy now. The truth is the truth. He loves me. He loves you. And there's nothing, nothing you can do to stop that. I don't care if you curse God and, 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 and from this point on, I said, I'll hate him the rest of my life. He's still going to love you. You might as well not go that way because that ain't going to change him. He loves you. Are you guys hearing me? So how do we get free? How do we tear down strongholds? Well, if you look at the finishing in Romans 7, it says this. He says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He says, what wretched man am I? Who will rescue me from this body of death? Who can set me free from this terrible nature, from this attitude that keeps robbing me of doing the right thing or or doing the right choice? Who can do this? And he says, thanks be to God, it's through Jesus Christ. Well, how is it through him? It's through his truth. It's through his word. It's through his life in me. Amen? Amen listen, the greater one lives inside of you. Believe it not, it doesn't matter. He's there. I know the issue is difficult for us to understand because a lot of us have a faulty understanding of doctrine. That means means instructional teaching in God's word. You don't have the right doctrine. You don't have the right instruction. You don't have the right teaching. And so it leads you astray. It leads you to get opinionized the opposite of what God's word says. And I want you solid. I want you rock solid on his word to where you're not led astray because of, you know, religious goofy teaching. We want the truth. It's only the truth that can set you free. It's the truth of his word. And that's what we have to live by. Amen. We have to live by what his word says. Let's go to back 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 5. It says, casting down arguments. Casting down what? Arguments. Now, we've heard this taught quite a few times here. That's the word, Greek word, logismos. Logismos. We get our word logic from. Now, think about it. It says, casting down logismos or arguments, logical thinking. Logical thinking. Now, when you look at the Greek language and, and that word in particular, it literally gets a picture of taking an inventory, taking an inventory. So when you you bring this in, the, all this understanding into the language here, it literally says casting down or I need you to, casting down is something where I want you to see in, in in this scripture, it's many military terms used. And there's a reason why is because did he not talk about warfare? This is our war, our warfare, right? So there's a lot of military terms. And Paul knows the military because he was in prison most of the time he was doing this. All right. So he saw it all around him. And guess what? Everybody who's going to be reading these, they understand the Roman military because they're constantly after them. They're constantly attacking. They're constantly doing things. So they get the military language. We need to understand it because it brings forth a more aggressive action on our part. Are you guys listening to me? You can't patty cake around with life. You're dealing with the warfare. You've been through battles. You've been through things where you're hurting. Let me make. Let me reference this just by the Holy Spirit. You've done things where now you're hurting. You need to understand something that the problem of your uh, inability to be free is because what we started that sentence with, you've done things that caused hurt. You've done things that caused hurt. You need to understand something. You've done things is you doing things. It is not the place of I can never because you did something. It's what we do. We do things. Yeah, we make bad decisions. We make bad choices. We get hurt because of them. But you rob yourself in putting I've done things as the highest level of empowerment over your life. You need to understand something. Jesus died for you because you were doing things, and you will continue to do things. What I need you to know is, is the enemy knows that you believe in you can't be free because you've done things. Well, now it's time to turn that around, and it's going to start, I've done things God's way. I've done things according to what he says. And all of a sudden, things start changing. Things start changing. Now, I've done things is not the negative. Now it's flipped to the positive. That's when we start making an impact. Amen? That's when we start making an impact. Second Corinthians 10, 5. Casting down. Casting down is a military term. Complete demolishment. It says we are to crush we're to crush, and and here in the translations arguments, but it's actually it's, it's all the thinking. Now remember, we said, what is life? It's a pathway. Oh my gosh. You know what's so awesome? Everything I'm showing you, reading, revealing, is written thousands of years ago. I mean, did we not read? We've already seen how the Bible is showing us that pathways we live this life that creates paths. Does not the Bible talk about paths that we live, the paths that we're on? I mean, it's in Old Testament and New Testament, talking about life in this mindset, a pathway. And so when you recognize this, when you're going, okay, I'm looking at my life in a correct manner of scripture and science. We're seeing them come in science, agreeing with the word of God, stating that my life hasn't built on this 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 pattern of I believe this, I believe this, I believe this, whatever it is. And that's the pathway on. That pathway now has feelings connected to it. Remember how I talked about language and how different words will create a different feeling. You know, we look at the physical and we look at the the, the, the experience of the physical is this. You can come up to me and tap me on the shoulder, and I'll feel the tap. You can poke me, or you can tickle. Well, I'm not that ticklish, but you can do things that will create a feeling, a a, a reaction, right? Well, everybody in here knows this. If you believe, believe it or not, you know this, that your soul is the same way. Words, feelings affect you emotionally, right? See, see... Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, is the biggest, biggest lie on planet Earth. Sticks and stones, no matter how big the stick is, stones can hurt. But words can hurt more. I want you to show you something. Studies show over 80 percent of our thoughts are negative. Over 80% of our thoughts are negative. Now, you might be thinking, oh, come on, Pastor. You, you already know this to be a true fact. We don't want to admit it, but the facts are the facts. We assume the worst or a negative first and foremost. First of all, according to science, the negative is simpler. It's simpler. The positive is harder. You might be thinking, well, why? Why is it that way? Because of the sin nature. Once the sin nature came in, that that nature took control of, of of our lives. Because of that nature, like I've said before, I've said this many times: you never have to te- teach a baby to be spoiled. You never have to teach a baby how to say no. Never. You have to teach them to be polite. You have to teach it. You don't have to teach a child how to be unpolite. I run it. I run it. I run it. Automatic. You don't have to teach that. Now watch me, son. Watch. I'm going to take this toy. I'm going to put it back. Watch. Watch what I do. Watch what I do. I run it. I run it. I run it. See how you do that? No one does that. You don't have to teach a child that way. They will do that. It's their pathway. That's why a child, like this or not, we all been there, have been trained. We have pathways. And now we're walking these pathways. Some, these paths are deep because you've been walking them for a long time. You can't get out of them. They're, they're They keep you in this rut. But the word of God comes in and says, it's time to make science new pathways. But these new pathways, according to science and God's word is, is you have to believe. You have to speak these words and believe them. And so as you speak words and believe them, you start creating new pathways, which science proves that it works. Not that it it can't work or it's got to deal with so many. No, it, it will work. But just as you have your old ways filled with, okay, here you go. Ready? Such a loser. Oh my goodness. Failing. Sick, I'm always sick. I'll never amount to anything. Marriage failed, second failed, third failed, fourth failed, fifth failed. I'm a loser. I'll never make it. Marriage, relationships, life. Watch your toes. This is the pathway that we're, thank you. This is the pathway that, that we're living right now. This is the majority of everybody in here. You. This is the pathway. This right here. And it's no more a smooth pathway. It's filled with rocks, and and your stubborn toes, and you're tripping over this stuff. And it's a mess. It's a mess. But it's a pathway we're walking on. And we're going. God help me. And God, to, to take this away from me and everything. And, and guess what? It just stays there. It doesn't. It doesn't go away. It doesn't magically disappear. And we we pray and God, please take it away. And please, I'll never. I don't want to do it again you know my heart, God, please, and they stay there, and it's just rocky, and it's so miserable, and you're like going, God, don't you care? Don't you love me? And he goes, yeah, I do care, and I love you. Then take this away, and he goes, no, because you need to love me. Why, God, you know I love me. Now, hear my word and do it, because what's happening is, is you're hurting me. You're breaking my heart. See, you're ultimately blaming me. That's why you're wanting me to get rid of this. You're you're ultimately uh, not hearing answer to prayer because it's not part of my word. And so you're blaming me and you're accusing me and you're, you're making this all out to it's a me issue. So you create your own doctrines and belief systems that are tied to demonic and evil Sources, and you're saying, that's me. Instead of blaming it on who you should be blaming it on. The enemy, the world, your training, but the blame is just a continuation. It's time to be free. See, this, this rock of I can never... According to the Bible, I can move that out of the way. But according to scripture, it can jump right back in. And this is the issue we have is, is what does God's word say? See, I want it out of my path. It's, it hurts. And, and my goodness, if I was barefoot, it'd really hurt. But it's just terrible. And it's filled with so many obstacles. And and I just get tired walking through this. In my life, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm fed up with this. And and this is a mess. And God is not saying, well, just get it out of the way. Because that's not what his word says. And that's what we're doing. God, move it all the way. Get it out of the way. He's going, no. He says, it's time for you to realize how to be free. It's time for you to be untrapped. It's time for you to break free. How do I destroy this stronghold? How do I break these prison doors? How do I get free? Because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm done with the constant failure and the constant addictions and the constant thing that keeps pulling me back. How can I be set free does he not say, he who the Son sets free is free indeed? Of course he says that, but how many people are walking in true freedom? Is he a liar? Is Jesus a liar? He said we're free, but we're, we're not walking in this. Because this word gives us the truth to live in the freedom that he's given us but we don't do it. How do we be free from rocks? This rock says you're a loser. Your relationships are terrible. God says, no, it isn't. God says, oh, I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be an overcomer. And now the rock has to go because I put this place. Now it's I can. I can overcome. See, when I start looking at these rocks, I start seeing what they are. I don't have the excuse. I don't have the blame. I don't have the, I did this. It's my fault. I don't do that. I look at it, what it is. I say, no, you know what? God is making straight my crooked path. This rock has to get out of the way. And this rock is saying, man, you are a loser. This rock is saying, you always, you always, you'll never. And all of a sudden I start getting God's word in Christ these words and all of a sudden I start doing now the word of God says this I am healed by the stripes of Jesus I am an overcomer I am prosperous in everything I do all of a sudden by these words I'm creating what what science says I'm making a new pathway no more rocky pathway no more rut of failure no more rut of I can't no more rut of if you be the son of God, I am a child of God. I am a son of the most high God. So I am moving these rocks out of my way. I'm breaking free. I'm opening prison doors. I'm not just allowing them to swing open. I'm destroying them. Because that's what the word says. I'm not going to allow myself to succumb to what the world says. The Bible says in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this age. Do not be conformed to the system out there. Don't be manipulated, shaped as clay, formed into what the world says. Be transformed. How? By cleaning up your path. Cleaning up your path. I always do this is now changed to this is who I am. I speak the truth in love. Before you are a liar now you've changed. You threw that rock out. And the rock now is I speak the truth in love. I speak the truth in love. I speak the truth in love. I speak truth. I speak truth. I speak the truth in love. And you keep saying it. You keep thinking it. And now all of a sudden the saying and thinking starts becoming, now I start seeing it. I start seeing it. And then here comes the opportunity. Are you going to speak the truth or are you going to lie? So what we do is we change. We change our viewpoint. We change how we see things. Why? Because I'm walking. I'm creating pathways that are different. Yes, the battle was lost, and you created a battle because of you. Jeez. Some of you have been through some hell. Some of you have been through some tough battles. Some of you have been through some destructive battles. Some people have been in battles where they're in prison because of those battles. But the point of the matter is, what it ultimately comes down to this is, today, what are you going to do? Because I'm going to tell you right now, you can continue on the path of no change. Or you can choose today, change. I'm going to start changing by allowing what God's word says. I'm going to create new pathways. I'm going to take the truth, 832, John 832, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You know what's keeping you in your fortress, in your prison? Lies. Lies are keeping you there. Not the truth. The truth sets free. If you're under bondage, if you're under this life of just misery, it's a lie, people. It's a lie the truth sets free. The truth sets free. The truth sets free. What is in your life? Look in your life, fill in the blank of what it is that you're dealing with. What is this stronghold? What is this fortress? You got to get some truth to set you free. But I'm going to tell you right now, you can't be delivered from something that you can't define. Look at what it is that you're dealing with. What is it causing you to continue to lose? What is it causing you? You've got to look at these things and pay attention to it. Define the issue at hand. This is like AA, what, AA step one. You want freedom? This is, again, a, a scientific fact. You want freedom for something? Acknowledge you've got a something to deal with. You can't acknowledge it. You can't be free from it. That's biblical, by the way, that's been in the Bible for thousands of years. It takes man because they're so dumb to catch up to all this stuff. The point is, is what do we need to do to be free? We need to define the issue. I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm going to point Blake, call it out. And then I'm going to do what the word of God says. This ain't a God problem. It's me. It's a belief problem. And the belief problem isn't begging God for more, crying for God for greater faith. He's saying, use that great faith I gave you. He says, I have given you the measure of my faith. It's already been given to you. You already got it. Don't be looking at size. It ain't about size. It's about use. Start using that belief. I choose to believe he loves me. It's unconditional. I choose to believe he's for me and not against me. I choose to believe I'm healed and not sick. I choose to believe these things. I'm choosing it because his word says to do this. Please, let's follow this information. Amen. We want to defeat the enemy. We want to defeat these problems. And again, you can't defeat what you can't define. Now for me to be able to overcome and destroy, I gotta get God's word in there. It's time to learn his word correctly, isn't it? That's the word that power lives, people. I mean, I can talk to us about so many different scriptures and get deep in the Greek language. but Ultimately, it's this. Can you believe his word and operate on it? Can you just believe that he says it's true? We we're screwing up with, with life. All of us on planet Earth learn the same way. We don't know, th- know anything, and we're told what to know. And we trust who's telling us what to know. You didn't go to first grade because it was your aunt and you trusted her, and now I'll go to first grade because we know we can trust her. No, your parents put you in a school, and you don't know anybody. You don't know the teacher, you don't know nothing. And then the teacher starts telling you what you should know. And mom and dad and everybody else says, listen to them, obey them. And we all do it. That is happening everywhere on this planet. It doesn't change. What happened? We've become part of this new birth and we question and fight and attack everything. Natural principle, spiritual truth. It's time for us to believe his word. Your challenges come from you, not from this great wisdom. It comes from your past, your your rut, your pathways you've created. You challenge only by what you know. And I already proved the fact that 80% of what we know is negative. It's not positive, it's negative. You know what? Out of 80%, out of plus 80% of negative thoughts, 90%, I believe it's even more than that, but I'll just say 90, 90% are repetitive. Do you see what we're doing to ourselves? It's a constant rip against us. A constant, it'll never happen, I'm not good enough, I'll I'll never, I never, I'll never, and we just trash ourselves over and over and over. No wonder we can't get much help, because our image is so low. We don't value ourselves, so why should I better myself? That's a lie of the devil. I don't care how many times you fail. Enough's enough, quit listening to the lie, resist him, and he will flee. You resist him, not by spiritual kung fu, You resist him by resistance. I don't believe no more. I believe what God's word says. I might not feel it. I might not see it. I don't care. What does his word say? That's what I believe. I don't believe that. I don't feel that he loves me. I don't care. He said he does. See, I'll, I'll transform metamorphosis. I'll go from caterpillar to butterfly by believing God's word. And I want a bunch of butterflies out there and in here. Anybody here with me want that? Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is awesome. But as I said, this is one of the most important, uh, uh, one of the most important instructional teachings that anybody could ever hear. But the most important is how to become Born again, how to become part of the family of Jesus. It starts by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's all it does. Call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. If you've never received Jesus, that is the most important thing. You got to become part of His family, and it's acknowledging Him, believing in Him, and you will be what the Bible says, born again. You're going to be a part of His family. Say this with me out there, say this with me in here. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I receive you in my life today because you're alive. I believe in you, Jesus. And I believe that you love me. And I receive that now by faith, my faith in you. And I thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer to you. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and saving me. I'm now a part of your family. If you pray that prayer for the first time, if you lift your hands, I have something for you to give you for your adventure. If you prayed that prayer out there, I have something for you. If you'd like to have it, give us your address. I'll send it to you. You won't get any other junk mail from me. I'll send you what that book is. And that's it. I'm not going to bug you. I want your life better. I want people's lives better. And that's what we're about here at Love Life. Having a love life better for Jesus. Amen. Love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see (laughs) you.